1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought
2: to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.
4: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's hour two on Paulie's birthday. Nobody celebrates his birthday less than Paulie does. (laughs) Happy birthday, Paul. Thanks, bud. You can take advantage of Paulie's birthday. You can go to danpatrick.com. You get two T-shirts, $49. And make sure you check out the limited edition tailgate package that we have, including a flask, handwritten note from me, high-quality items, DanPatrick.com. Play of the day. We already had that last hour. We got a poll question for you, a new one. We got a stat of the day or two coming up as well. And uh, we'll get to your phone calls 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Wasn't exactly the start the Texans fans wanted to see from Davis Mills last night. Rookie quarterback settled down a little bit, started to move the ball, even 19 to 28, 168, a touchdown. Texans uh, lost 24-9, to and it's going to be difficult to get a sense of what kind of quarterback Davis Mills is this year. The Texans aren't a good team. Head coach David Cawley seems like a nice guy. Team plays hard, but Deshaun Watson's status is up in the air. The entire team feels like it's in limbo. Do you go back to your veteran quarterback, Tyrod Taylor? Either way, don't be surprised if you see a lot of empty seats in Houston Who knows, maybe Mills will develop into something, but don't be surprised if he still has some growing pains. It'll be a long, long season for the Texans, and we saw that last night. Christian McCaffrey, hamstring injury. Don't know what his status is. Here's Matt Rule, his head coach, on the injury to Christian McCaffrey.
1: Christian uh, strained uh, his hamstring. Um, I don't know the, the severity level of it yet, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I knew he, the minute it happened, they said, "Hey, he's out for the game." So that, that's all I knew. I just saw him in there; you know, he's moving around, but he's, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, uh, I have to wait and see, kind of MRI maybe or something to see, you will know, see what the severity is. I'm always curious
4: about the number of touches for a running back, and when you have a big season, what happens the following season? I don't know what's going to happen with Derrick Henry after what happened last year and the, you know, previous years. Um, Christian McCaffrey in 2019 had 403 touches. The following season, he had 76. He played in three games. Zeke Elliott, 381 uh, touches in 2018. He had 355 the following season. Le'Veon Bell, 406 in 2017. Then, of course, he sat out the following year. David Johnson, 2016, 373 touches following year 17. Adrian Peterson, 357 in 2015 following year 40 touches. DeMarco Murray in 2014 at 449 touches following year 237. It catches up with you at some point. There's only so much you can take as far as you're the workhorse. And then you get paid for being the workhorse, but then teams have to, I guess, try to limit how much they use you as a workhorse. I mean, it's tricky. And with Christian McCaffrey, you can't use him the way you once did. But you paid him for what he used to do, and you're hoping that he can still do that. Derrick Henry may be the anomaly here, because that's a power running back. Now, he's a big running back. Christian McCaffrey is not. Uh, Zeke Elliott is a powerful running back. Le'Veon Bell David Johnson, Adrian Peterson. you got to be able to withstand that. And, and you know, the one thing is, is if you're catching the ball out of the backfield, chances are the contact you're going to come in uh, to uh, with is with the defensive back. If you're running the football, it's either a defensive lineman or probably a linebacker who's going to hit you. That's the difference. With Christian McCaffrey, it's almost like he's more valuable out in space as a wide receiver, used out of the backfield, as opposed to running him. And, you There's only been, I think, three running backs in the history of the game who've had 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving in the same season. Christian McCaffrey is one of those players. Marshall Falk, I believe, is the other, and Roger Craig with the 49ers. That's it. LaDainian Tomlinson, I'm surprised, didn't do it, but the 1,000 yards rushing might be the hard part here as opposed to 1,000 yards receiving. Feels like all of these running backs – that's how they're used. you got to be able to catch the football. But Krista McCaffrey, hamstring injury, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something that better get used to seeing because I don't think you can use him and go, hey, uh, 350, 400 touches for you. Yeah, Paul.
5: Derek Henry's interesting because his first three years in the league, he shared time with DeMarco Murray and others. His first season, 110 carries, 176 in his the second, then 215. In the last three years... 303 carries last year, 378 carries to lead the league, and this year he's on pace to lead the league again in rushing attempts. Um, but he's but he's also a breakaway back. I know he's not just a power back. He's got the most 70 yard runs him and Chubb in the past five years.
4: You can catch tons of Premier League excitement all weekend long. Christian Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7. And Man United against uh, Aston Villa. Oh, oh. Cristiano. Check out the schedule. Uh, more upcoming matches. Go to PeacockTV.com and sign up today. Oh, I just saw this. The Dallas Cowboys are offering a plant-based vegan cheesesteak sandwich at games this season. What happened to the Cowboys? How about them vegans? <laughs> oh, maybe not. This, according to Darren Ravel. the Cowboys are offering plant-based vegan cheesesteak sandwiches at games this season. It looks tasty. Yes, McClellan.
6: That's sort of a shot at Philadelphia. Oh, I know. You're yeah. playing
4: Philadelphia this weekend. Yeah, and
6: they announced it now.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a sneaky good game for me. Nobody's talking about Monday night. We're talking about Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. You got the Niners and the Packers. You got the Rams and the Buccaneers. Uh, Chiefs and uh, the Chargers. I know it's Eagles-Cowboys. It's just kind of weird. There, there's always a couple of games each weekend where you go, man, that just doesn't make sense. Or you're watching and you go, how did they pull that off? Like, the Cardinals against Jacksonville. It's just a weird game for me. And I have you know, no betting interest, just there are certain games, certain matchups where you go, I'm either shocked by it or I'm not shocked by it. Like the Titans beating Seattle did not shock me. Now, how they did it, you're down double digits twice, and you're running the football in Seattle, and you came back to win that game. There are just certain ones where you go, things that make you go, like the Raiders beating the Steelers. I know the Steelers' defense was depleted, but still, the Raiders beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh, that one made me go, hmm. Notre Dame, Wisconsin this weekend, a&M, Arkansas, West Virginia, and Oklahoma. And uh, Panthers, of course, pick up the win. Uh, the Ryder Cup is underway. We'll keep an eye on that. Beautiful day at Whistling Straits. That's one of those courses, like, it's a bucket list to me. You know, if you're a golfer, it's a bucket list destination. Because you don't think of Wisconsin for great golf, but that destination, that's, that's a wonderful place to go. Facilities, people, and uh, it's a great environment there for for the Ryder Cup. Beautiful day uh, on the uh, shores of Lake Michigan. Yes, McLevin. By the way, we have a poll.
6: Uh, what's the one NFL game you want to watch this weekend? Okay. And we do have a runaway winner, which you just mentioned.
4: Yeah, it's the Rams and the Buccaneers.
6: Yeah, by far. Yeah. Um, but if we wanted the opposite of the game, you don't want to watch, I think that. Colts at Tennessee, 1 p.m. Sunday. I don't think that goes on the list because you have to have, make sure your thumb is limber before the game just in case you accidentally land on the AFC South game of the week <laughs> to immediately get off of that. And I'm sorry. I know they're both good teams. They're both going to be no, tennis. you're not sorry. But why, why do the Colts, Titans, Texans, Jaguars play each other nine times a year? It feels like they're always playing each other. They don't, but it's always a crooked score.
4: There's always – it's never – like 28-21. It's like, you know, 15-11. to 11. You know, you're just like, how do they come up with that? Like like the, the mathematical possibilities. You're going, wait, what? It'll be 19-13 at some point, it feels like, this weekend in that game. Yes, Paul.
5: Today's leading passer, 118 yards <laughs> and a touchdown.
4: It's Meat Friday, and if you're wondering what the menu is, Buffalo chicken thighs, fried chicken, bacon cheddar, and baby potatoes. Who has it better than us? Nobody. 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 Todd has a limerick based off the Panthers win over the Texans last night. Who has it? <laughs> Who wants better to hear better? Todd's limerick? <laughs> yeah, nobody. nobody. Uh,
7: the support okay. they get around okay. here now me, It's it's <laughs>
4: Paulie's birthday. <laughs> Paulie as a birthday wish. Oh, do you want to hear Todd's limerick?
5: Want to. <laughs> permit or want to permit it's over pretty quick okay i could look look up other stuff online okay vermont stuff (laughs) all right
4: And look up foliage yeah i'll get on the foliage. peak foliage somewhere in the country all right todd here's todd's limerick panthers over the texans last night
7: week three started off a bit slow the winning team had a high and a low Injuries to McCaffrey and Horn left some feeling forlorn. But, hey, Carolina is now 3-0. and
4: All right. Yes, Paulie?
5: Something that stays with me is something McLovin said last week, is that uh, Limericks are supposed to have wit. And that's been it, in my mm. craw since mm. then.
6: Mm. Okay. That is totally sans humor. There is 0% humor in that. I'm sorry. Read it again. Is there but wit, be-
7: wit and humor are not the same thing. Wit is more towards clever, and I hope that's somewhat clever. Humor is laughing.
4: Art, so say. limericks are supposed to be funny. I looked Isn't up how to do a limerick. It
6: said that they usually are supposed to be funny. Yes, not just witty. Witty was not part of it. It was said funny.
7: Funny. Usually yeah. supposed to be funny. Okay. So I went the other way. I'm the exception to the usually.
4: Like a like a clever, like a humorous.
7: Yeah, if, if the definition of limerick is must be funny or is is always funny, then that's I guess not quite technically Well,
4: limerick. also, but you know, in fairness to you, when you do stand up, you're supposed to be funny too. That's a very valid point. Then <laughs> there should be so, laughing involved. So you're you're consistent, your limericks and your stand-up routine.
7: Right, just trying to keep things as quiet with minimal reaction from an audience.
4: I had somebody at a comedy club reach out to me recently and wanted to know when we're in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl, if oh, Todd goodness. is going to get back on stage. <laughs> and I don't know if the person at the comedy comedy club was asking Todd not to get back on stage, <laughs> uh, but it felt like there was a, hey, I'm curious, is Todd going to do
7: stand-up out here? So they can be closed that week. They could put the no, gates, no, I'm just, I'm put just the cones like, out.
4: Are you, have have you officially retired as a stand-up comedian?
7: I don't want to say officially retired, because that's that's very, like, locked and set but uh i have no immediate plans in the near future yeah. to do that. But I don't, I don't want to, I know that's my wishy-washy on the fence response. Yeah, but, no,
4: no, that's your typical.
7: But I don't want to say for the rest of my life I'm never going to uh, do stand-up. But, because uh, that could, could, would
8: really be like binding, Todd, if you did yeah. say, "No, nah, I'm pretty much done with it, and then you like decided to, a, to do it again.
7: <laughs> I like to be a man of my word, and I, I don't want to say, and then it comes back to haunt me. You said you're no, not That anyone would care. You said you're said not going to do stand-up anymore, and I saw that you did it at the Yuk Club in Santa Ana. Who's going to
8: say that? Who, what, what person in this entire planet is going to be like, hey, you said you were retired, and now you're at a
7: funny <laughs> Balling. I would think no one. Right? No one Let's is going that. to. No one. We're the
4: only ones who have any interest in it or care. And we barely have interest. And in it's care. for
7: the wrong reasons. It's the encouragement so I could fall flat on my face and say, oh, another no, no, no. Disaster I, for I, you."
4: I, I want you to succeed. I can't I can't sit there like I did at Caroline's in New York. That was a wasted evening. That for hurt guys. me. That hurt. It was so it. It hurt, was painful. Hurt,
7: hurt because he felt bad for me. Yes. Hurt because I could have gone to dinner. I no, had so many other things no, I no, could no. have done. That it night. hurt me.
4: I just answered it. I it hurt me because it was it was it was a rough five minutes.
7: Well, I appreciate that, but it was still you know what it was still an experience, and very few people can say they've been on some of the stages that you've made uh, connections that allowed me to be on. So that I appreciate that much. Because that's I would, pretty
4: awesome. I would like for you to go out with one of those. Oh my God. Do you remember when Fritzy did his last stand up act? Like the retirement show?
7: I mean, come on. But isn't it nice? I could always say, like a resume thing, I performed at Caroline's. I know, and no, and well. no, I don't
5: have to put in parentheses, but no one laughed. Or but wouldn't like you that? like to say that I made people laugh
8: at Caroline's?
7: I would. I would love to have some kind of tape, and if I ever wanted to pursue this further, look how they were cracking up at their comedy store on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. How great was that? Yeah,
8: Seton. What if each of us had to do five minutes and Todd was the headliner? Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, Todd Fritz. Because then, the, you know, we could all go up there and bomb before
4: Todd. And, I don't know. Yeah, but what if one of us is actually good? Yeah, <laughs> right. And I would be
7: Ubering out of there That'd in a second back to the hotel.
4: <laughs> okay, just so people know, because I, I always hear people saying, oh, you're so mean to, to uh, Todd. And I go, I offered to get Adam Sandler, David Spade. Spade said yes to write you five minutes of stand-up. And you declined.
7: Yeah, I think it was a combination of that I got nervous and also that some kind of pride of like wanting to, that you came up with the jokes as opposed to just relating, you know, the Do material. You know
4: that but I know everyone that does all that. all of the great comedians have people who help
7: them. I know. I see the credits after like these comedy specials and there's like so many writers that, you know, came up with the jokes and then Chris Rock or, or whoever just happens to uh, perform them. But to me, I always felt like it should be stuff that you came up with, no. your original material.
4: I think we've been down this road before. That doesn't turn out well. It does not. So at what point do you go, hey, nope, I'm going to continue to do it my way?
7: I need to be less stubborn. And some of these big heavy hitters, if they're willing to do something like that for little old me, I should embrace that. You're right.
4: But you don't. Why do you say it like I should or <laughs> I could be better? Like you never do it. I,
7: I, I want you to succeed. I, I would love to get, get material from Adam Sandler and David Speed and yeah. those guys. Who and- believes Todd. He's saying that because
5: you're
8: saying it to him now. Oh, I know. And then he won't do it. He'll write his own stuff. It'll go. No, on. no, he
4: won't even do it. But
8: say, I completely agree with Todd. What's well, the fun in having like some of the greatest stand-up comics write jokes for him to them get up and do it? Then it's like he's
4: just doing somebody else's lines. Him trying to come up with the material. They is all the best do part. that. Kevin Hart has a team of writers. Sandman, when he does his stand-up routine. They have a
5: team of writers. It could be a combo. Let's say you had David Spade, who offered to. I've got the email from Spade. Spade said he would take Todd's material and rework it to add comedy punch. Spade says you can make one word go in another place in the line on the yeah. sentence, yeah. and it changes the whole joke.
8: But, and Now, that's something completely different. If they're helping Todd with the material rather than writing the material for Todd, that's totally different.
7: But you've never written down your material. I wrote things on like index cards, and like I paraphrased stuff because I was no. concerned if I memorized it, I'd, then I would panic and forget and read, say things out of order. But you wouldn't want someone to like write your Hall of Fame broadcasting speech for yes, you. Yes, I would. You would?
4: Yes. If they could write it better than I could write it, absolutely. But why would
7: they write it better than you? No one knows you better than you and the experiences you've had that but, led up but to I'm this. But I'm not
4: trying to get up there and talk about random things. I'm talking about my career. That's
7: different. You I, know, I think if you... If, I think if you did stand up and I'm not putting you on the spot here, I think you would be very, very good at that because you're very, very funny. I mean, have you ever considered that? Because when you do speeches at the weddings or whatever and talk to people in general, even live on the air with our guests, you know, you crack people up without even realizing it or trying half the time. Imagine if you actually sat down and put a little bit together.
4: Yeah, but I don't aspire to be a stand-up comedian.
7: I know. I, I, you, you all know I love. There's nothing more I enjoy more than don't making people the, laugh. Don't
4: change yeah, yeah, don't the Which I'm change yet the topic. to do. By the way. How about this? How about you come up with a limerick for Paulie's birthday? I could do that. Okay. I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you to work, but it's got to be funny. Oh,
7: (laughs) that's asking a lot.
4: If the limerick is not funny, you get the birthday cake to the face.
7: Oh God. Yeah. All right. I'm going to work on this.
4: All right. We'll take a break. Mike Florio is all fired up about the taunting penalties in the NFL. He'll join us next and more of your phone calls as well. Back after this on the award nominated Dan Patrick show. Discover matches all the cash back you earn in your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, which is amazing. No limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover, and that means when you take out that credit card, get used to hearing the word yes more often. You can learn more at discover.com slash yes. That's discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one firmer or softer on each side you decide and it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well quiets their snoring so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long sleep number does everything my sleep number setting is 75 sleep number smart beds learn how you sleep they provide personalized insights to help you sleep better you will never need another bed jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
9: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
1: Terms and conditions apply.
4: Davis Mills was sacked four times in his first NFL start. The most sacks absorbed by a Texans rookie quarterback in their first start since next hour's guest, David Carr. He had—he was sacked six times. How many times was he sacked that year? Like 73 times? Yeah, 72. 72 times. This program award nominated, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans, goes far beyond... From their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, build-equip, engineered, be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Mike Florio, Pro Football Live co-host, NBC Sports, joining us on the program. You've been fired up about this taunting rule here in the NFL. How did? The, where did this originate from? Where was the groundswell, Mike?
3: Well... And I'm fired up for a very specific reason. I think the NFL has done a very poor job from a PR standpoint, from an education standpoint, from a bracing the media and the audience for what was to come standpoint. This rule has been on the books since 1993. This is at least the second time in the last eight years That the NFL has made enforcement of the taunting rule a point of emphasis, which is a fancy way of saying, hey, you officials aren't doing your jobs right. We want you to do your jobs better. We want you to be more consistent. We want you to flag Tyreek Hill when he sticks the deuces in the face of a defensive back as if you're running to the end zone because they hadn't done that consistently. So it's not a new rule. It's not a restriction on celebration the nfl dramatically relaxed the celebration rules in 2017. this is a very specific type of conduct that the league banned 28 years ago they're just trying to get the officials to consistently enforce it and it drives me nuts that the nfl did not do a better job of explaining it because it puts me in the position to have to explain it so i bear the brunt of all the no fun league crap that they should be taking because they should have made it more clear and understandable. And I think they would have gotten more people to buy into it if they'd done it on the front end, not try to do it on the back end. And we're not trying to do much now anyway to get people to understand it. They're just going forward.
4: Why don't you taunt the taunting penalty rule?
3: Well, I'm taunting the taunting penalty. Take that. All
4: right. I brought this up. People keep calling me the old man, get off my lawn. Uh, Lamar Jackson, to me, doing a somersault in the end zone, uh, that feels like you're taunting the entire defense by saying, I'm so alone, I can flip into the end zone. Uh,
3: is that taunting? Well, they're focused more on the actions that are directed at an opponent or at the sideline. It's know it when you see it. You know, I remember in 2013, they actually had to explain the difference between spinning the football generally. As a show of celebration versus spinning the football at the feet of an opponent, which makes it taunting. Again, it's know it when you see it. And the problem is the NFL leaked yesterday to Mike Jones of USA Today that nine of the 11 taunting calls that have been made so far are accurate. Well, okay, that's fine. Two of them aren't. That's more than 18%. That's not good. And then they won't say which ones. taunting well why not say so so we all understand what it is and what it isn't this is what drives me crazy about the nfl they aren't sufficiently sensitive to what it takes to get people to understand where they're coming from and some of the coaches have done a great job of explaining this week why the rule is what it is but that gets lost in the background people just want to say no fun league and you want to keep players from celebrating when the reality is they want to keep players from doing something that pisses off that opponent. So maybe he's looking to give the guy a little payback after the whistle yeah. the next time he gets a chance to do it. Are the Texans tanking? No, I wouldn't say they're tanking. They're going to win just enough games to screw up their chance to get the first overall pick. I, I think that that they, they have... A good team, a better team than we thought. Nick Casario, the new GM, has done a good job of bringing in veteran players, plug and play, get them on the same page. They were more competitive last night than I thought they'd be with a rookie quarterback who had four days to get ready. They were very competitive against the Browns. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't injure his hamstring, they possibly win that game. They beat the Jaguars. They outclassed the Jaguars. I think they have a pretty good team, and they don't need to tank. They're going to end up with enough ammunition to get a franchise quarterback in the draft next year if they want one. Once they trade Deshaun Watson, the question is when will they trade him? But I, I think that that there is reason for optimism if you're a Texans fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the schedule. Look at you. Look at the upcoming schedule. There aren't a lot of wins there, but this is a team that's going to go out and and be competitive more often than not.
4: You have a column on uh, Pro Football Talk that says uh, Stephen Ross should do the deal he wants. For Deshaun Watson, Stephen Ross, of course, the uh, Dolphins owner. What is the deal that he wants to do?
3: Well, the deal is the deal that the Texans want. They want three first-round picks and two second-round picks or three second-round picks, depending upon who you listen to. But, you know, this notion that first-round picks that haven't been used are treated like this magical entity and there's this great value, it's like a lottery ticket. Sometimes you scratch it off and there's nothing there. And for me, it's very simple. The Dolphins had three first-round picks in 2020. Tua Tagovailoa, Austin Jackson, Noah Igbenogany. You would give those three guys up in a heartbeat for Deshaun Watson. So why do we have this? this strange fascination with first round picks that haven't been used yet. So it's almost like what the Rams have done. The Rams will gladly give away their first round picks for a proven player. Steven Ross has wanted a franchise quarterback for, for years now. They haven't truly had one since Dan Marino. He wanted Joe Burrow. The Bengals wouldn't give him the time of day. He wanted to a Tonga by That's not working out. He wants Deshaun Watson. You just tell your people, whatever the Texans want, go get him. Okay, what's holding back
4: the Texans from taking that offer?
3: Well, because they are confident they're going to get what they want at some point. Whatever the Dolphins have offered so far hasn't been good enough, and the Texans say, we'll either get it now or we'll get it in March. The draft picks aren't going to be used between now and March, and the risk for the Dolphins in waiting is that when we get to March, there likely will be other teams who say, ah, We got to move on from this quarterback that we have. We got to get better. We got to do something. Let's get in the bidding for Deshaun Watson. And the next thing you know, you got three or four teams that may drive the price even higher. So I think there's value in just accepting the fact that it's going to be expensive. You get a player who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And you finally have that franchise quarterback. And, yeah, you give up some of your lottery tickets. So what? Look at the lottery tickets we just scratched off.
4: Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host with Chris Sims. I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding Aaron Rodgers with the new, the new Aaron Rodgers, the Zen <laughs> mentality. But he's got this Zen mentality, but he's certainly letting a lot of people bother him in the media Uh, What do you make of Aaron Rodgers unplugged here after the first couple of weeks?
3: I always hate it when someone says to me, you're better than that. My response is you don't know me well enough to know whether or not I am. There's a good chance I'm not, but I'd like to say that Aaron Rodgers is better than being worried about the things that people in the media say. And he had a couple of different occasions this week to talk about it Tuesday with Pat McAfee, Wednesday at his press conference. And I think that there's a fundamental difference between opinion and fact, and he has it all kind of twisted together, and he seems just to have a level not just of disagreement with those who would criticize him, but he's got resentment. There's almost like a vendetta. He wants to deplatform people who would dare criticize him. It's fair criticism based upon the facts as we know them to be. This isn't unfair to say when week one looks as bad as it did for the Packers. Hey, maybe all this stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers plays a part in it. Maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't all in. He made a rushed decision the weekend before the start of training camp. He was 50-50 two days before he showed up. And somehow he goes from 50-50 to 100 like that. These are all fair questions. Just because he disagrees with the criticism doesn't make them unfair questions. And yeah, he's got bigger things to worry about than what people are saying. And, And he acts like it's just one or two people. There's a lot of people who are saying this. He just needs to ignore it, focus on the season, think about his future at the appropriate time. But why get dragged down by the haters, Dan? Do you listen to the haters? We all have haters. Life is a hell of a lot simpler if you don't listen to them and just do your thing.
4: Should Kyle Shanahan have apologized to Matt LaFleur for flirting with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs>
3: No, no, this happens all the time and it amazes me when we get these reports, breathless reports. The the Texans are getting phone calls for the first overall pick in the draft. Well, yeah, that's how it works. The general managers call each other all the time and they talk about different scenarios. The reality is Aaron Rodgers was under contract and still is with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, it was well known in league circles, wasn't happy with the Packers. And I think the bigger story here is the day before the draft, the 49ers sufficiently scatterbrained in their strategic thinking that as they're on the brink of taking Trey Lance, they think, you know what, let's let's just see if we can get Aaron Rodgers instead of doing the whole take a rookie thing. That's what's amazing to me when they should have been locked in on their plan and have a resolute approach. They decide to to throw out a fishing line for Aaron Rodgers, because clearly they would have done it if the Packers would have said yes. You don't just make a call out of curiosity. So there's no reason for the Packers to be upset about it. And there's every reason for 49ers fans to think, boy, how committed are they to Trey Lance? if they were sniffing around the possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers a day before they picked Trey Lance.
4: Have a good weekend, Mike. Let the, Thank let's you, let the blood pressure go down a little bit, okay?
3: I'm trying to give you some good content. I know,
4: I just worry sometimes, you know, you Why? get, you, get a, you know, the taunting thing. It, it just felt I'm, like I'm, it did it. Hey, man,
3: you know, we're the, trying to create zen, good content
4: zen, that engages Mike. the audience. Zen. Wait, by the way, what is the Born Halloween costume hairs. that Aaron Rodgers is growing his hair out for?
3: Slip-repeat. He's slip-repeat from Seinfeld, the guy who helped George steal the Frogger machine. Look it up. Slip-repeat. That's Aaron (laughs) Rodgers.
4: Thank you, Mike. See you, pal. That's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Do you have – Florio's got all that wine back there. I don't think he drinks it. I think he just whines – Oh, okay, Todd. There you go. Okay, all right. Yes, see,
8: the <laughs> Slippery Pete thing is remarkably accurate. Oh, that's good. My goodness. Yeah, Paulie. The actor who played Slippery Pete in Seinfeld
5: was also one of the bad guys in Fargo. The one who didn't talk, who oh, smoked yeah. a lot. Yeah, I can't. Remember. He's like a uh, Norwegian or something.
4: Yeah. Uh, a couple of phone calls. Are you working on the uh, Paulie birthday limerick? Todd? I am. Okay, all right. Mike in Iowa. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Rob in Georgia. Hey, Rob. I hate when somebody waits like 45 minutes to get on the show, and then you go to him, and then all of a sudden he's going to go to his phone like, wait, wait, who? They hung up on me. Uh, hey, Rob, are you there? <laughs> Hello, Rob. What's going on here? Thanks, Rob. <laughs> let me just like, let me try and see if the is Marvin screwing up out there? Likely. Yeah. Jamie in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Jamie, you there? I'm here, Dan. Hey, all right, yay! All right, Jamie's here. What do you have for five, me, Jamie? Five nine one seventy eight sinewy. Oh, okay. What do you have for me? I have a limerick, and uh, I actually got a phone call from Sean Connery. And, uh, oh, he wanted to- Whoa, okay. Well, all right. I like We got a voice here. Todd, uh, Jamie is doing Sean Connery there limerick. There go. I love it. Okay, here we go. There once was a man named McLovin who was kind of lippy, so I started shoving. He fell at my feet, and he began to secrete out of both ends. And now he smells worse than a leaky Dutch oven. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Jamie. Hell of an effort. Yeah. Yes, McLevin. Why is Marvin letting
6: so many callers who hate my guts? It's unbelievable. I I don't know. Like, where did that guy, what did I do to Jamie (laughs) in Pennsylvania? We're both Pennsylvanians. I don't know why people turn on you. Yeah. I I don't know if he turned on me. I don't know if he was ever with me. Oh, yeah,
4: you're right. But I don't know why you anger people.
6: Like, yeah, J.B. of Pennsylvania. Was there any, like, warning that he was going to come after
4: not I don't know. He might have just said to Marvin, hey, I got a limerick, and that's it. And then Marvin's like, all right, put you through. (laughs) No,
6: I'll bet you they call and they're like, I got something on the free agency in the NBA, (laughs) and then (laughs) –
4: Sometimes you'll get that bait and switch. And somebody say, say, oh, yeah, I'd like to talk about uh, this, you know, the hot streak that this team is on. And then they get on they say something else. I'll go, Marv. And he goes, he told me he was going to talk about, you know, how great the Cardinals are. I said, All right, no worries. Uh, Jason in California. Hi, Jason.
6: Good morning, man. I had a question. Do uh, you think that the Angels are a place For players to go to die, like Mike Trout, his career is over. She got Otani on the upcoming, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but they used all their draft picks last
9: year on all pitchers. Yes. And I bought a Traeger just because of you.
4: All right. Well, thank you, Jason. What was the last part of it? He bought a Traeger. Oh, he bought a Traeger. Oh, all right. Well, good luck with that. Um, Well, Mike Trout's career is not over. His season's over. As far as Shohei Otani... Um, he's certainly getting a lot of recognition. I just, I you know, you you want to see if this team has promise down the road, because he might be one of those. Hey, you, you know, look at the season he has or is is having or had, but then there's nothing really to show for it. Those are the kind of players you want to get on the national stage, certainly in baseball, because you can get lost. There are so many great stories in baseball they get lost because. A lot of these players aren't playing in big games. It's when you get to that big game and then what you do, that's where you make a name for yourself. Otani's already made a name for himself. And Mike Trout is going to be one of the great players of all time. At least he certainly is, is headed in that direction. But, man, when you're able to get there on a big stage in a playoff game and do something with a game on the line, without the playoffs, Derek Jeter is a good player. He's a Hall of Famer because of the playoffs. Playing in those big games. Uh, you go back to Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, if he was just a regular season pitcher, would be a better than average pitcher, a good pitcher. But he elevated his status. And and in my mind, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. John Smoltz elevated himself. Andy Pettit elevated himself. Go down the list of, of pitchers, players. David Ortiz became a Hall of Famer because of the postseason. That you know that it you make a name for yourself then, yeah, Paul
5: Shohei otani has got one more year left on his contract. He only made three million oh, this year. Next year he's making well, I know five point five million. He's a worldwide celebrity Ooh. in baseball, which there is one.
4: What is he going to be worth? All of it because he's no. But I mean, when you think of, is he a four hundred million dollar? a year player.
5: He's a little older than guys like Tatis and Harper when they got their money. He's going to be 28 when he gets his big contract, yeah. which is the ten, the 10-year deal
4: at 28. The... I know, but but that's what he's going to I'm going to guess you ask for 10. Uh Do you do 10 for 4?
6: <laughs> you ask for 10 for 500.
4: 10 for 5. To get 10 and for then 4. Then you get 10 for 4. Yeah, McLovin.
6: According to AdAge, he was already before the season making six million dollars a year in endorsements, and that's expected to go up significantly. He might be the most endorsable player because of the global market.
4: Yeah. So that's back in
6: his home country. I don't know if he's doing anything. Well, that NAS globally, they say he's already number one in MLB and marketing dollars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
5: pulling. If you were his agent, I don't know if you could do this because you limit your market, but I would say I'm gonna let the Dodgers and Yankees bid on me. And we'll take the best bid. I want to be in the biggest international towns. I know he's already in an international town being on the Angels, but a relevant team.
4: But didn't Artie Moreno, you know, jump the gun with Mike Trout to sign him up sooner. And then you hope you get a little bit of a discount. Uh, the You know, the Padres with uh, Tatis.
5: But if I were Shohei, I would look at uh, Trout's career and say, do I want to spend the, yeah. my Octobers yeah. back home?
4: Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Oh, look who's got Paulie's birthday Limerick already done. All right. Are you proud
7: of this? I, I mean, gave you a two for Friday.
4: Oh, two limericks, I did do Pauly. two.
7: I like them both, actually. I hope you guys Pauly will, Paulie didn't want one. I didn't want one, and but I, I hope he'll appreciate the two.
4: All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Fritzy has his Paulie birthday limerick. More of your phone calls as well. And we'll talk to David Carr of the NFL Network next hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the
1: Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask?
6: All in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash
4: Amazon Prime for details. Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers head to San Francisco to battle George Kittle and the Niners, Sunday 7 Eastern NBC and Peacock. More phone calls coming up. Fritzie has... Not one, but two limericks for Paulie. Today is Paulie's birthday. Um, if they're not funny, then uh, we take the birthday cake that was meant for Paulie and then we smash you in the face with it, Don. okay?
7: Is this supposed to, Is this something I can agree or disagree to, or just it no, is what it is?
4: No, it's just, if, if you want to read them, then you have to agree to it.
7: That seems reasonable.
4: Okay, so one of the two has to be funny. Okay. Um, I'm going to be the judge. <laughs>
5: You should just hit yourself in the face of the kick now, Todd. Beat the rush.
4: (laughs) Okay, Todd. uh, uh, It's like I'm
7: going into this down like 30 to 3 (laughs) with like 11 02, 11 to 4th.
4: Brady came back 28 to 3. He did. Okay, here we go.
7: He hates them, so give Paul a hug. It's his birthday. Vermont beers he will chug. His know it all stories are malarkey. His remarks, incessantly snarky. And like my pants, he notes things that are snug. Okay. (laughs) That's
4: pretty good. Okay. That might be your best limerick ever, Todd. That's good. Okay, so you avoided the uh, cake.
7: Now, am I rolling the dice by reading the second one? You are rolling the dice. Am I really?
4: Yeah. All
7: right, I think this one's just as good. If not a little better, I'm going to go for it. It's Paulie's birthday, so let's make it last. The way I cut cake simply makes him aghast. Cards and gifts we will send. The party some can't attend. You see his dad and mine have both passed.
4: Okay. All right. (laughs) Wow. You know I like dead dad humor. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We lead the league in dead dad humor. Yeah. See. All right. So, Todd just
8: Todd just ripped off two bangers. Yeah. What the hell's going on the rest of the time?
7: <laughs> <laughs> what happened up until? I mean, that those,
8: those were both very good. They're very clever. They're really funny. They're super snarky. What's the problem with the all the other ones?
7: Well,
4: I think it's just like Paulie's birthday. It happens once a year. <laughs> you get you get a couple of good limericks in there.
7: If my creative juices are flowing with and the subject matter and, polls that's
4: and, what and we're going to wait uh 12 months for the next one that's good uh claire in california good morning claire what's on your mind
2: good morning dan um how are you doing great claire good well i just wanted to come on because i'm a new listener my fiance is a very long-time listener uh, but I wanted to defend Todd Fritz because I love his limericks and I just think he needs to be defended.
4: Where are you from, Claire?
2: I'm from London, but okay. I live in Santa Monica. Okay. And I actually went to USC with Georgia, so shout out, Georgia. <laughs>
4: oh, you went to uh, school with my, my daughter. But you're from London, so you don't know humor. Um, but oh. but I, I, I appreciate that you, uh, you're sticking up for Todd.
0: Yes,
2: love love Todd. Uh,
4: and your uh, your boyfriend? I
2: love the show. My boyfriend, he's Austin, um, and he's a huge, massive fan of the show. Oh
4: well, uh, thank you for for listening and supporting Todd, and uh, tell Austin that we said hello, Claire. Thank you very much.
2: Well, and I also just wanted to do a final shout out to Big Dean's because I know you all love Big Dean's, and to Junior at Big Dean's.
4: All right, Big Dean's in Santa Monica is a place that. Uh, I would stay in Santa Monica when I would do Sports Jeopardy, and uh, it just I'd get done, and I'd come back, and i usually go for a happy hour at uh, Big Dean's in Santa Monica.
5: That's a good beer-drinking bar.
4: Yeah, it is. It's it's fun. And it's uh, right on the pier. Burgers are great. People are great there. Ask for Mary Francis or TJ, and they'll take care of you at uh, Big Dean's in Santa Monica. Uh, Rob in Georgia is uh, joining us. Rob is apparently calling back. Rob? Jason. Hey. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, how's, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to wish uh, Paulie a happy birthday. Uh, today's our son's uh. birthday as well. Um, we, sent, we sent you in a T-shirt on Monday. My wife did. We're, we're the ones going to Maine. And uh, we thought we wanted to sh- share that shirt uh, with, uh, with Todd and you guys. Okay. I mean, uh, Paulie and you guys. All right. How, and, how was the trip to Maine, Rob?
2: Well, we're not there yet. We we just left uh, Cape Cod. Uh, well, we went to Martha's Vineyard yesterday, so we're hanging out at the Cape today, and we're we're on our way up to Salem.
4: So we're we're, we're trying to get there. All right. Well, safe travels, Rob, and uh, take us along with you. That's uh, that's Rob in Georgia. It's a lovely time to go to Maine. Lovely time. Uh, now Todd is uh, now he's you know got a crush on Claire.
7: I like the accent. That's was cool. Yeah. That was very nice that she supported me like that. I'm a little emotional right now. I am. It's very sweet when once in a while someone calls her today. Hey. Did
4: you just send me an email
7: about Claire? An email of, of, a, of a line that I thought you were going to use. It's not me. But you Claire. came up with it. I y- did.
4: It's you just, said, Is Claire's taste in a London fog? That's exactly
7: what I said. Okay. By her liking anything that I'm doing, she must be in a London fog.
4: Yeah. Final hour. That's Friday, Fritzy.
7: Putting up with a lot. You've got another hour
4: yet? Oh, well, I know. How do you do it? Every day is the Super Bowl, Todd. Every day. <sighs> Limping towards the finish line. Close out the second hour with our friends from Sleep Number. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed featuring the Sleep IQ technology get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. They got the data to back it up. Go to bed, wake up at the same time. That helps. Even on weekends, you sleep better with a consistent sleep and waking cycle. Don't stay up late trying to catch up on work. You got to dim the lights at least an hour before bedtime. Keep the temperature around 65, 68 degrees. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL because proven quality sleep is game-changing sleep. Save up to $900 on a Sleep Number 360 smart bed, plus special financing for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. This is subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Ask about the 360 smart bed, the Sleep IQ technology, and what is your sleep number? sleepnumber.com. Good luck.